life. And, and the things that we get to teach are things that I've really been able to implement in my life. And I've seen a huge change, not only in my health, but my family. So I'm excited to share a little bit with you tonight. Um, we've got some awesome people that are going to share um, as well that have been very kind and, and willing to help me out. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and get started. So um, just to, as to kind of start off tonight, we like to just kind of share what it is that we do so that anyone who's hopping on who may not be really familiar with what we do with our Optavia clients kind of can get a quick overview. So we really have four parts to our program that we teach and implement with our clients. And the first one is all of our clients get a one-on-one -on -one coach. And that's what we do. We're just here as, as coaches to be accountability partners, to answer questions, to guide our clients to the right resources they need, and really just be a cheerleader for them. And then the second thing we offer is our Habits of Health transformational system. And this is honestly my favorite part about what we do is we really help people. We believe that your body always matches up to where your mindset is. So we really help people change their mindset while their body is changing at the same time. And so our education materials cover everything that people need to know about staying healthy for life in their bodies, but also in their mindset. And then the third thing is our Optivia community. And this is what you're getting to experience a little bit tonight. That's why we're here. And the point of our community is really to surround you with people who are on the same journey as you. So that even if you're doing this alone, you don't feel alone because you have other people who are there cheering you on. You get to hear their stories and it's so inspiring. And then the last thing is just our fuelings. And our fuelings are just a simple tool that we use to help our clients to simplify their nutrition. And they're perfectly balanced to help our clients get into a safe but efficient fat burn state. We also have um, non-fat burn plans, but we're, they're just there to make it easy for you. Because we know that in a perfect world, we'd all meal prep and count calories and do all the things, right? But we do not live in a perfect world. We need easy and we need simple in order to free up our time so we can focus on the education and the mindset materials that we teach. So that's kind of a quick overview of what it is that we do. And so tonight, I'm so excited to share this topic with you. We're going to talk a little bit about excuses and what's holding you back and really how to help you break through with that. And, and before I start tonight, I know that excuses might sound like kind of a harsh word, um, but I picked this for a reason, because even though those excuses, some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight feel really valid, and a lot of us share those things, um, I can tell you the ones I'm going to share tonight, we we picked because we know that you're not alone. These are things that we hear that people struggle with all the time, but I call them excuses because they are not barriers. They're just hurdles. Okay. They aren't things that are going to keep you from success. They're just things that you need to learn to overcome. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. So I wanted to share this picture first of all. So this is a, a picture of someone, some very brave soul walking a tightrope, right? And so I heard this analogy a few years ago, and it really helped me kind of visualize what it is that drives us. So I want to ask you a question, okay? I want you to picture that this man is on the top of a really tall building, okay? And this person is going to be you, okay? And on one side of that building is you, on the other side is $100, okay? And you have to walk across that tightrope to get that $100 bill. I want you to type in the chat. I want you to tell me how many of you would be willing to do that. I want to see if there's brave people out there. You can say no if you would not. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. 
Yeah, I agree. Not me, right? Now, let's switch it up a little bit, okay? If I was to take your child, put them on the other side of that wire or someone you love, if you're not a parent yet, and I lit the building they were standing on on fire, would you figure out a way to get across and get them to safety? Type it in the chat. Yes, right? I love this. Like, absolutely. Of course, right? So that's what I want you to think about tonight, because a lot of times on our journey, we have to have something that's driving us. We call it your why, right? Your why has to be so powerful that no matter what it takes, you're going to push through all the obstacles to get to where you want to go. So that's just a thought I want to just plant in your mind tonight is if you feel like you're struggling, how powerful is your why? That's always something you want to examine. And you can talk to your coach about that. Like, I don't think my why is strong enough and really help them dig into that with you and see what maybe can help you realize that that future version of yourself is on the other side of, of this journey, waiting for you, cheering you on. But until you can get a clear picture of who the future healthy self is, it's not going to be compelling enough for you. So I just want to kind of put that in your mind. Okay. So let's talk about some common struggles that we're going to discuss a little bit tonight. So the first one that we hear a lot is emotional eating, right? I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm tired. I eat when I'm depressed. Those are all really common ones that we hear. Okay. So I want you to think about that for just a minute. And then the second one is lean and green or meal prep. Like what do what, what is it with your lean and green that might hold you back? I don't have time, or maybe it's, I don't want to make two separate meals, one for me or one for my family. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the last one is I just don't have time for my education materials. Okay. So we're going to co cover all these tonight, but first, um, I would love if Olivia Huff, who's on tonight, would you raise your hand for me? Because Olivia is going to share a little bit tonight about her journey and how she has kind of um, come along in some of these areas. So Olivia, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Yay. Okay, go ahead, Olivia. Hi. Well, um, my name is Olivia Huff. I started this back in September 2020. Um, when I first started, I honestly was like, well, I'll see how it goes and maybe move on to something else because I felt it might have been just like all the other diets out there where I start losing weight and then I'll gain it back and I'll be in worse off shape than I was before. And my body always was like a yo-yo. And to be honest, I was okay with that because I just accepted, you know, this is just how my body's going to be, this is how it's always going to be. And... I was okay with that and I was fine. But um, what really got me going was because I really didn't like how I felt. Like I was confident in myself. I love myself and everything, but I just felt bloated. I felt gassy. I felt that no matter what I ate, it I just felt horrible. And it seemed like I was tired all the time. I got winded just climbing up 14 steps from my kitchen to my bedroom and I would get so tired um so when I first started back in September 2020 I was 325 pounds um the clothes I was wearing about 
was about size 24, size 26, triple X in clothes. Um, and now I've been part of the company, well, sorry, part of the community for about 14 months now. I am down to 203 pounds. I am wearing size 12, size 14 clothes and actually 12 size 14 is actually getting a little bit roomy on me. So I might be moving down to size 10, size 12 clothes now. I know, right? It's, it's been amazing. And you see, I don't feel like I, like for the longest time when I first started, whenever I posted pictures of myself, I felt I didn't see like any big changes at all. And it wasn't until like a few months ago when I started reading my habits of health book that not only did I see the physical change more, but I felt mentally my habits, they changed for the better. And even now, like I'll be walking outside and there'll be a whiff of greasy food, like chicken fingers or like a burger. And I smell that and I'm just like, yeah, like that smells kind of gross. <laughs> No, like I'm craving more of the nutrition stuff. And I think that's just all comes down to reading your habits of health and be totally involved in this. And I think because I made that commitment and I made my commitment to my why, I really wanted to make sure if I'm doing this, I'm going to go all in. And I'm doing really great. I mean, I'm only 35. Just barely did math. I'm 35 pounds shy of my goal weight, and I'm almost there. So it's been great. Thank you, Olivia. You're so amazing. <laughs> and honestly, I love I love her story because Olivia is always always focused on her mindset and her habits. Um, and so it's been so fun to see her making those changes. And I just, you know, it's it's one of those things where she could have just easily eaten the food and lost the weight, but she has really focused on the mental weight and losing that mental weight that she's been carrying around. So Olivia, you're just amazing. I'm always so inspired by you. Thank you for sharing your story. So let's talk a little bit about struggle number one. And that is, um, I eat when I'm emotional. So everybody take a second and just put your hand on your heart for me. Okay. Just put your hand on your heart. And I just want you to recognize that if you have a heartbeat, you are an emotional eater and that's okay. Okay. Because you're human and it's just in your DNA. So just forgive yourself for that. Okay. And recognize that this is just a skill. It's a skill of learning to be mindful and learning to understand what your body is really trying to tell you. And sometimes we can, we can use those statements like, well, I am an emotional eater and it, becomes a part of our identity. And we feel like it has so much power over us. And, oh my gosh, I just can't control this. But if you just take a step back and say, wow, I'm just a human. And this is not something that I've learned how to manage yet, but I have the skills in front of me and I can overcome it. There's something so powerful about just switching that mindset. So the first thing that you can do in overcoming this struggle is learning to listen to your body. And, and this is where the stop challenge choose comes into play, right? Dr. A teaches us this in the books that we have to stop when we're feeling an emotion like stress. And I put this 
um, guy with his jelly donut and his tie on, because this is one I hear a lot from people who um, men a lot who work and they come home from work and they're like, I just eat. I just go to my pantry and I just eat because it's like all the stress from the day just gets to me and I just want to go to my pantry. And so the first step is just becoming aware. And we have this really cool system you can talk to your coach about that's called BLASTED. It's an acronym that we use that you just stop and ask yourself, what am I feeling in this moment? Am I bored? Am I lonely? Am I angry? Am I stressed? Am I tired? Am I excited? Or am I depressed? And once you can recognize the emotion, then you can say, okay, what's my body trying to tell me that it really needs, right? So if I'm bored, I need to find something to do to stimulate my brain, right? Maybe it's just getting up and stretching or doing some jumping jacks, right? Um, if I'm lonely, I, maybe I need a hug. If I'm angry, maybe I need to make a noise with that anger and just be like, oh, and then say, oh, okay, I feel so much better now, right? So just be becoming aware, that's the key. And we could do an entire webinar on just this topic. But my goal tonight is just to make you aware that you have the skills with your habits of health and with your coach to overcome this struggle and to really learn to listen to what your body is trying to tell you and actually give it what it needs instead of what it's telling you it needs. Because anytime we feel any emotion that's uncomfortable, our brain takes that as a threat and it's like, uh, we don't need to be feeling this. And instantly it's like food equals survival, right? So it kind of drives us that way. But if we can learn to recognize those thoughts, we can start giving ourselves what we really need. Okay. So hopefully that's kind of got you thinking about that. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing I want to talk a little bit about is the, I don't have time to prep my lean and green. And this is so common. I cannot tell you how often I hear this. Well, I was so busy today. And so I was running around and I forgot my feelings. And then I just had to stop at Burger King. Right. Um, but here's the reality. I love this acronym of KISS. Just kiss more. Okay. Keep it simple, silly. I took off stupid because that's kind of mean. Um, but keep it simple. You don't need to complicate this. Sometimes we think we have to cook this big, elaborate lean and green. The point of your lean and green is to fuel your body. I will tell you right now, if you can get out of the mindset of my lean and green has to be this big gourmet, delicious meal, and just understanding what the point of food is, it's to fuel your body. And as long as you're giving it the right fuel, that's going to rock your world once you can really get that in your mindset. Okay. So food is fuel. What do I need? I need a lean. I need a green. I need a healthy fat. It can be as simple as canned tuna, sliced cucumbers, and a little bit of fat-free or low-fat mayo. Like that simple. Okay. Um, one of my very favorite lunches is literally just... Um, canned chicken or rotisserie chicken, salad, some sliced up tomatoes, and a little bit of fat-free dressing. Like, boom, done, right? So just think about like, okay, what do I need to do to simplify my lean and green so it's not so stressful for me? Um, I want you all to take a second and just type in the chat so everybody can get some ideas. Like, what are your favorite quick lean and green go-tos, okay? Let's get some ideas rolling in the chat. And I want to just mention like one of my husband's favorite things that we've done as we've gone on our health journey is learning to eat out in a healthier way because we love to eat out. Like I love to go sit and eat somewhere and not have to do my own dishes or clean up after myself. It's pretty much my favorite thing ever. But if you don't learn to manage what you eat when you eat out, that can be dangerous to your long-term health, right? 
So we love to learn to make healthier options when we go out and to take some of our favorites and make them a little bit healthier, right? So instead of a burger and fries, we're going to do a lettuce wrap burger, right? And maybe some sweet potato fries instead of regular fries. So just find some twists on your favorite, which by the way, sweet potatoes are not on plan. That is for maintenance. Just have to throw that in there. Um, but just find things that are going to be able to help you stay on track with your healthy habits long-term. That's the goal. Like if you can get in that mindset of what is healthy, I used to say, like, what is healthy Crystal going to do when her and Scott go out to eat? That's my husband's name. What is healthy Crystal going to do when she doesn't feel like making lunch, which is 90% of my life. And I still need to fuel my body, right? Um, ask yourself those questions. And if you struggle and you, you slip up, ask yourself, okay, what is Healthy Crystal going to do long-term to make this these habits last? Okay, because those are the things that are going to be the answers for you in the long run, because that's what we want, right? We want to keep our weight off long-term. The next thing I wanted to talk about really quickly is just how to make healthier meals for your family. Um, one of the things I hear from people is, oh, I'm just, I'm so stressed out because I'm making two meals. I'm making one for me and I'm making one for my, my family. Stop it. Okay. Just stop it. That's not sustainable. It's not. And what's going to happen is you're going to go right back to the mac and cheese or Domino's pizza or whatever it is that you were feeding your kids before. If you're making two separate meals, you have to learn to incorporate this. This is a family affair. Okay. So let's just use a couple quick examples. Example A, I'm making tacos, Taco Tuesday. Who loves Taco Tuesday? I actually hate tacos, guys. I'm sorry, don't hate me. I do not like tacos. Um, but if you love tacos, make your kids some whole wheat tortillas or corn tortillas or whatever, and just make you a taco salad. So simple, right? What about spaghetti? Like that was one of my go-tos. Like spaghetti night takes like five minutes, right? Done. So instead of doing whole wheat noodles, do whole wheat noodles for your kids and do zucchini noodles for you. Done. So simple. So just start thinking about how can I make a healthy tweak on this? So it's not going to take you a ton of extra time, but you're being able to stay on track and then your family's also eating healthier. And I'll tell you what happens. Your kids start going, uh, your zucchini noodles look good. I want to try some mom. And then they start eating them. And then you make them whole wheat noodles. This is what happened to our house. And my kids would go, I don't like these as much as I like the zucchini noodles. So guess what? We all eat the zucchini noodles now. So those things will start to happen, but it has to start with you. Okay. All right. I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute now. Go back to this. Okay. So let's talk about this one. I don't have time for my life book. Anybody ever felt like this? I know I have. It's okay. You can be honest, right? Life is so busy. But I will tell you right now that you do not have time not to get in your life book. That's the reality. Because remember in the beginning, I said that your body always matches up to where your mindset is. Always. So if you're not cleaning out your brain, your junk in your brain, you're going to revert right back to those old habits. There's a reason why Dr. Anderson put together the Habits of Health Transformational System. It just wasn't so he could feel cool and have a bunch of books with his name on it. There's a reason he did it, right? He did it because he knew that we needed that change. And that's part of the reason, not the only reason, but part of the reason why we have those feelings is so that we can free up your time. So you're not spending hours of time meal prepping. 
so you can get in your books. So I wanted to just ask another um, of my clients um, who is amazing. He and his wife, Sammy, have been on program now for a little bit. And they're always talking about their books and what they're learning in their books. But they have really busy lives. And so um, Scotty, Scott Higgins, are you on? I hope he's here. I haven't had a chance to check. If you are, raise your hand. Oh, there he is. Okay, so Scotty's going to share a little bit about how he and his wife have implemented the life book in their life. So go ahead and come off mute, Scotty. Hey, everyone. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you, Crystal. Um, it's a good opportunity to share. Uh, I wish that that my wife and I were, were perfect or, or uh, the life book because I think, honestly, this is definitely the part of the program that's helped us the most. Um, we've, we've tried to go through several kind of rounds of trying to be healthier and, and implement a healthy lifestyle. And honestly, changing our mindset has been way more important than even like incorporating regular exercise and regular eating, because without, without changing the mindset, I feel like what happened with us at least is uh, we would definitely kind of yo-yo we'd go back, um, to the habits when things got hard. Um, so like she said, uh, we, we're pretty busy. Um, I currently serve as director of engineering for my cybersecurity company and coach high school basketball in my uh, rare free time. Um, and we have a newborn you can see in the picture. That's our son, Liam. Uh, Sammy's actually taking care of some things for him right now. But we stay really busy and we found that getting the life book involved in our, in our personal uh, daily habits has been easily like the, the best thing for us to try to stay on plan, to try to make these changes for us. Um, it started out when you go through the first few chapters and elements, it talks about setting up your why and making a clear defined goal. And honestly, having that mindset as opposed to just, oh, I can't eat pizza or, oh, I can't do this, this, and this, knowing what your goal is and working towards it for us has been huge and being able to provide kind of sustainable motivation. Um, it also teaches us a lot of skills that we've been able to find really helpful when we're trying to make these changes for us. So um, things like the habit loop. So recognizing cues, routines, and rewards for ourselves and being able to actually make those changes and adjustments and make it, you know, you kind of break it down into little building blocks of making healthy transitions, as opposed to kind of getting overwhelmed with this idea that you have to make this complete overhaul of your life. And if you're not all in, then you have to be all out. Um, that's definitely something that I've struggled with in the past is when I have a, a, a cheat day or, or a mistake, I definitely kind of fall out of healthy routines. And, and the life book has really helped me to be able to avoid that. Um, something else that my wife and I have talked about that kind of stuck out to us a lot was the empowerment triangle and not kind of feeling like a victim to our circumstances. And I think that kind of goes back to the excuses thing a lot, because I definitely fell into that category. Um, but being able to try to empower ourselves to take control, even in the middle of, you know, chaos or pandemics or family emergencies, whatever it is, um, being able to do that is definitely something that is helped us to be able to stick with this as long as we have. And we're actually seeing the changes and benefits um, long-term even, right? And I think uh, in the past, that's always been a, a goal, but something we haven't been able to achieve. So um, the last you know, little plug that I can give is for me, the easiest way to make sure that I'm staying in my life book and being able to kind of keep it as a, a daily thing is I, I work here at this desk. I work from home. So I do a lot of work on the computer and I code all day long. So just putting the book like on my desk and just having it next to me so that I can actually have that reminder to be able to actually <laughs> jump in it and read it, whether it's before I start work or right after, 
um, just trying to get in, even if it's just for a short time each day, I think it makes a huge difference, um, especially in the, you know, in the, the process of trying to make changes and get into the program, getting in it every day, even if it's for a short amount, um, I just can't stress enough how much it's helped us. So I definitely would, would recommend getting into the Lifebook and staying in it. I think it, it really is one of the big differentiators between this program and other healthy things we've tried to do before. Thank you, Scotty. That was great. Um, him and Sammy are really just, just rocking it and they're, they go on vacation they take their books with them. They're just so awesome. So thank you so much, Scotty, for sharing that and tell Sammy, hi, she's taking care of their cute baby. Um, so just to kind of use a, a quick hack here and then we'll, then we'll kind of wrap it up. Um, we have this trick that we use with our life books called habit stacking. Okay. And basically what habit stacking is, is it's when you take something that you do already, something you enjoy or something you don't even think about, and you stack your life book with it. So for example, if you love to sit down at the end of the night and watch Netflix for a few minutes um, or an hour or whatever, no judgment, um, you're going to take your life book and you're going to put your remote on top of it. Okay. So then when you go to watch Netflix, your cue of Netflix is going to trigger, oh yeah, I'm supposed to read my life book today. And you're going to set a super simple goal here. I don't care if it's like, I'm just going to crack open the cover and then shut it. And that's my goal, right? Just make it so simple that you can do it no matter what every day. Okay. And then you're going to build from there. So maybe I just read a quick paragraph or maybe I read two minutes or, and then maybe I read five minutes and your goal is just to make it. So the second your brain goes Netflix time, it goes, oh yeah, life book time. That's the goal, right? Um, and I even tell people like, this is really embarrassing, but I even tell people like, make it your bathroom reader. I don't care how you get it in. Just make sure you're getting your life book time in. So important. Okay. So i um, going to go ahead and share my screen again here. And I want to, um, we're going to kind of wrap up our healthy together time. And, and we want to thank you all so much for taking the time to be here tonight. But I want to talk to you a little bit about health insurance right? Because we all know health insurance is really, really important. And your health insurance for how you're going to keep your weight off long-term, that's actually what we're going to talk a little bit about next. Um, but really, the teacher learns more than the student, right? And helping other people change their health is going to help you ingrain it into yourself even more. And it's going to help you take on the identity of a healthy person even more. When someone's looking to you as that example of health, it helps you go, oh yeah, I'm a healthy person because this person looks up to me, right? And so we really want to help you increase your likelihood of keeping your weight off long-term. And so we're going to talk a little bit about coaching and how that's helped us to keep our weight off long-term. Um, I've been coaching now for almost four years and lost over 70 pounds and have kept that off. And I honestly can tell you it's from coaching and really taking that identity of health on. Now, it may or may not be a good fit for you, and that's totally okay, but we do encourage you to just take a look at it for a few minutes. We're going to go into some more details after this, but we appreciate you being on tonight. We love you. We are so proud of you for taking the time to invest in your mindset and your health tonight, and we hope to see you all again next week.